0: Surprisingly, I've been for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my escalate. Welcome into the Punt and Pass all. Podcast. I'm your host, Drew man. Butler, joined, as it always, it by my, my co-host, like Aaron Murray. Please Aaron, we're taping this fall fall on a Wednesday fall. night, and, the and there has been some serious bombshell news coming across and throughout college football that we are going to touch on in just a few minutes. If you want to holler at us, on social media, we are at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11. I am at Drew Butler 13. Of course, we're going to break down the week five games and tell you what to expect. And we will tell you who the Davy O'Brien Award Quarterback of the Week is for week four and the Ray Guy Award Punter of the Week for week four. But that bombshell news, Aaron, quarterback news. Trevor Lawrence named the starter at Clemson on Sunday. Kelly Bryant transfers the following Wednesday. Now, let me preface this with a fact, all right? Kelly Bryant started the past 18 games at Clemson, Aaron. He won an ACC championship. He took the Tigers to the college football playoff. He beat Texas A&M on the road. He got some news that he didn't like, and he quit on his team, all right? He transferred midseason in week five of the college football season, and this is not an assassination on his character. I'm sure he's a great guy. We're going to get into this deep. But no way can you tell me that Kelly Bryant didn't quit on his team. Listen, this
1: is the norm now. This is the issue. And, and we thought it, this new rule, you get four games to, to really benefit these freshmen who can finally get in there, get some PT, learn a little bit. Um, instead of redshirting and sitting on an entire season. And I agree. You, I think I saw something you tweeted earlier. Something, someone else said, this is going to turn into free agency. And it's going to be a bunch of unhappy kids who are mad because they're not getting enough PT early in the season. Someone beat them out. I don't like this. And now you're just opening the floodgates for all these players to start transferring. So this is going to be a little bit of a problem going forward. And I think now this is a big enough name who's done it now everyone's going to start saying, no, that's a, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> I'm kind of upset, too, that I'm not getting in there. Why don't I transfer and see if I get better luck somewhere else, even though maybe I've played one or two games sparingly throughout the season? So, But listen, this decision for Kelly Bryant was not made this week. This decision was made this summer. When Trevor Lawrence got on the campus— So he should have transferred this summer. No, 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 no. This decision was made— with his family this summer, and he said he probably sat down with him was like, listen, if I don't get this job or something happens, I'm leaving. And it, it didn't look like at week one, he's a starter, yeah. but in the back of his mind, if he knew, his family knew, if something happened, I'm out of here. It's been planned, and it was just a matter of time. If it did happen, when he would leave. So I, I don't think this like like I said, I don't think this was a instant pity party, I'm pissed, I'm sad, I'm leaving. This was well thought out and well planned by him uh, months, months in advance.
0: You do bring up a good point. Each transfer situation is different, and you and I would understand that better than anybody else. There is a lot of nuance that goes into it. You just mentioned you think he talked to his family the entire summer. If he was benched, he would transfer. But look at the optics of this decision. After four games, Aaron, after four games of the 2018 season that he started, and not only after starting four games, but three days after he got benched, he decides to transfer from school. Now, Dabo Sweeney had come out, and he's talked about it. He's talked to the media about what went down and... If you look at it, all right, he's saying I spoke with Kelly Bryant, I sat him down in my office, and I told him if he didn't want to play anymore this season and remain on the team, I would honor that. But he also was very honest with Kelly, Aaron, and he told him, Trevor's the guy we're rolling with. I could have started you against Syracuse and then left you no options. But going back to an original point when we opened up the show, this new redshirt rule has effectively created free agency in college football, and you tweeted out a poll today and said, who is the bigger free agent in college football, Kelly Bryant or Jalen Hurts, the backup quarterback at Alabama? Aaron, you've gotten over 1,500 votes, and Kelly Bryant is winning 51% to 49%. So there you go. Free agency has been created in college football, and because it's the year 2018, Aaron, all right, we have to applaud Dabo Sweeney for saying, great job, all right? Great job, Dabo, for finally giving somebody a choice in college football. And now we have to paint Kelly Bryant as the martyr. Wow. Kelly Bryant's really looking after himself. He left the team, and he's he's making the best financial decision for himself. I'm just not buying it. He quit on his team, and, and for me, again, it's not an assassination on his character. I'm sure he's a great guy. He's a great quarterback. We all know that, Aaron. But he quit on his team five weeks in to the 2018
1: season. I'm I'm fine with it. Listen, he wants to go play football. He wants to start his final season. Let him do it. If, 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 if he stayed and it was a distraction for this Clemson team, that could harm them more than him leaving and just moving on. And, and now, you know, now I think everyone can rally behind Lawrence. He's our starting quarterback. We knew who our guy is going forward. Obviously, then you run into a situation if something does occur, he gets hurt. Who's the backup? It's going to be very similar to Nebraska when they named Martinez the starting quarterback. The other quarterback's transferred. He goes down, and all of a sudden you're playing a walk-on freshman as your starting quarterback, and we're seeing what Nebraska is doing right now as an offense and as a football team. So that that is – you should worry a little bit if you're a Clemson fan, making sure that your new your new QB1 does stay healthy. But listen, well, this is you. a business decision. I, I, I don't – I think – I don't think his teammates are that bad. I think they all understand. They they appreciate what he's done for that team. And I think everyone's going to wish him good luck in his next wherever he goes. I don't think guys are going to be pissed off at him. That's it. All
0: right. Now, you have sat in combine meeting rooms with NFL coaches. If something does happen to Trevor Lawrence and Kelly Bryant is long gone, it will look even more selfish than it does now. And you have got to be crazy if you're telling me that those NFL coaches won't be like – Really, dude, you couldn't stick around for your team for eight more weeks of a season and just decide to transfer once no, the season's I don't think over? I, I, Come
1: on! I, I don't think they care. I think he goes somewhere and starts next season and has a really good year. I don't care. I don't think they'll care at all. Those guys don't care. They see the competitor, and they see that this kid the comp- wants to the compete. Competitor or the
0: quitter? He's not. No, to I don't quit. know. It's not quitting. It's it's he wants to play. Aaron, he literally just quit on his team because he got beat out by competition. How can you call him yeah, a
1: competitor? How can you? How are you a quitter if you're not even in the game? Because he's he over lost with the competition. The he's exactly. Losing. So it's over. It's over. The competition is done. He's the loser. You can't be a quitter if the competition's done. You've already lost. It's over. <laughs> done. Move right. on.
0: I, I again. I don't it, even. He'd know. He'd be a
1: quitter if it's if it's still competing in the fall camp and then he just leaves. If the decision hadn't been
0: made and he leaves then, you're a quitter. But it sounds like this, you just said that's what would have happened because you think that he talked to his family about this in the summer. And if Trevor Just Lawrence to, was to start planning
1: starter, ahead. Listen, yeah. when
0: I listen, when
1: I was going against Menberger back my freshman year, and it was going to be who's going to start, Zach or Aaron, I had the conversation with my parents like, listen, if Zach beats me out, I'm not going to sit here for three years and be a backup. I'm transferring somewhere else. I was planning ahead just in case – Something happened just to get the ball rolling a little bit. I think most kids do because no one wants to sit. If, if you are a top-tier guy and someone beats you out, they beat you out, they're the guy, you still want to play. I mean it's a dream to play college football.
0: If you have the opportunity to go somewhere else and play, good for you. Go do it. Now, in your specific instance, I understand that. But Kelly Bryant, Aaron, has started the past 18 games for Clemson. He's an ACC champion, and he played in the college football playoff. That's not so thinking ahead. That's being a you. quitter. All right, okay, okay. You and I clearly disagree Agree to disagree All right, but Agree I got to ask disagree. you questions because you bring up yes. your points. I'll bring up my points. Here's a question for you. This is a quick yes or no, and if you want to elaborate, you can. You just mentioned you had that conversation with your parents when you were battling with Mettenberger. Do you think Justin Fields has that exact conversation with his parents heading into the 2019 season?
1: I would. He's too good to sit on the bench for two seasons.
0: Okay. It's and- gonna be
1: this is gonna be interesting for Georgia next year. Yes. I mean what are they gonna do? I mean, who is gonna be the starting quarterback in 2019? And and if, if if Georgia continues winning ball games and they're in the SC championship game and they're in their playoffs, I don't know how you can not play from based on two years of what he's done. So that's gonna be it's gonna be an issue. And and Fields knew this when he committed. This is the issue. When you get to this kind of level in college football where you're recruiting five star year after year after yep. year after year, you're gonna run into this. it's 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 a good I would rather have this problem than have a bunch of you know two and three stars. so it it stinks, but I'm sure he's gonna have the conversation with his family. Kirby's gonna have to have the conversation with him. Yep, and it's about being honest and being open, and, and we'll see what 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 happens when the time it comes.
0: All right, so Kelly Bryant quits on his team. Now he's a free agent. Okay, he did the not other, quit on the his team. The other free agent <laughs> that you, the other free agent that, that you're talking that. about, who will be up after the 2019 season, is a certain Jalen Hurts. Now, Jalen Hurts is sitting in Tuscaloosa, watching all of this unfold. You gotta think that he's sitting there scratching his head, seeing the bottom line on ESPN when Kelly Bryant decides to transfer going. Man, he's got a leg up on me. He will get first dibs on where he wants to go to school. Why doesn't Jalen Hurts just come out and quit on his team too and say, you know what, we'll both get the first pick and we'll just start the recruiting process during week five of the 2018 season? Who knows? Maybe he will. Because if Saban plays him again, he loses a year of eligibility.
1: Yeah, but the the difference is no matter what, Jalen's going to have a year. That's the issue. Yes.
0: Yes. But it's better okay. to have two, so, right? I mean,
1: it's, yeah, but I don't know if he wants to have two. I mean, I think he's played enough college ball. He thinks he just needs to go somewhere for one season, play, and then try, you know, attempt his, his opportunity to play in the NFL. I don't think he's looking at it as I need to go somewhere and play for two years. I've put enough on tape. People have seen me play a lot of football. Just give me one year being a starting quarterback somewhere, and then I'll, like I said, I'll take my chances in the NFL. We're We're— where the other Kelly Bryant only has one year left, so I mean this move had to be made now. Um, so that's that's the difference right there.
0: Well, it's no surprise that revenge is a dish that's best served cold. And in 2019, Jalen Hurts will get his revenge because he's going to transfer to Auburn and play for Gus Malzahn. And I wouldn't be shocked if Kelly Bryant heads to the SEC West, transfers to Arkansas, Florida plays for Chad Morris, the offensive coordinator that recruited him before he went to be a head coach. Why, why, would, you not, why would you go to SMU. a losing football team? No, just do your would, own thing. I mean, if he's why, a competitor he, like you said he is, then he'll want to do something on his own. But why not go to Florida? Florida's great, but you know what? I, I, I think, I I think you go to Fl- What has Dan Mullen done with Felipe Frank so far? They still have Emory Jones too. So Emery Jones is there, a former five-star quarterback. If you think he's the competitor than he, that he is, maybe he'll go to Florida. But Tennessee's going to need a quarterback too. I think for certain, Kelly Bryant ends up in the SEC. Would you at least agree with me on that?
1: Yeah. I mean, you could throw out UCLA too. I mean, yeah. who knows? I mean, it's For these guys, it's going to be – it's going to be I have to be a very specific offense.
0: If it's about the dollar signs like you think it is, he's going to have to make the best decision, get into a pro-style offense, prove that he can play in the NFL. This goes back to a year ago when I said Jacob Eason should have stayed at Georgia, been a backup this year, been healthy as hell, and then been a top three-round pick in the NFL because they all love the intangibles, the height, the arm strength, XYZ. Am I wrong? I mean, we'll be – I think Kelly Bryant does go to the SEC, though. Can we agree on that, Aaron, please?
1: I think he will. I think Arkansas and and Florida are definitely up there. But I I, I honestly – I wouldn't put it past him going to UCLA. I think that's a possibility. um, There, I mean, there's so many options. There's going to be obviously a lot of quarterbacks moving on. Shoot, go to West Virginia. I mean, Will Greer's leaving. I mean, go up there. You see what kind of stat line he puts up each and every week. There is plenty – of quarterback needy teams every off season. And he is still one of the best quarterbacks in college football. I mean, he led his team to an AC championship game and led them to the playoffs. Every team who needs a quarterback is going to be knocking on his door.
0: Absolutely. He'll he'll, he'll be able
1: to pick where he wants to go. It's it's just a matter of uh, him picking the best spot, but there'll be plenty of options.
0: Going to be fun to watch unfold. Kelly Bryant, a free agent during week five of the college football season. Jalen Hurts. We'll be joining him at the end of the year. A lot of quarterback talk, Aaron, and you have some good quarterback news. The Davey O'Brien Award, quarterback of the week for week four. Please tell us who it is.
1: Blake Larusa, Old Dominion. Hey, baby, now. All coming right. in, five total touchdowns, 495 yards, and the monster, I mean absolute monster, upset over Virginia Tech. No one was expecting it. Besides Mr. Larusa, he he ate his Wheaties that morning. Yes, he did five Tutties, and he was ready to go. Quarterback of the week, congratulations,
0: my friend! No doubt, huge upset. They beat Virginia Tech by fourteen points, forty-nine to thirty-five. So, shout out Blake Larusa, your Davy O'Brien Award quarterback of the week for Week Four. There was a punter on that list for the Ray Guy Award from Old Dominion, but. They won big time, and I don't think he had to punt too much if they scored nearly 50 points. I'm going to tell you right now who the Ray Guy Award punter of the week is for week four, none other than Wade Lees from Maryland. Wade had five punts, Aaron, for a 48.6 average. His long was 56 yards, and he had zero return yards against him. Wade's on the Ray Guy Award watch list at the beginning of the season, and it should be no surprise that he is from – Australia, Tons of really good punters coming out of Australia these days. So shout out to Lee. Congratulations. He is your week four Ray Guy Award punter of the week. Aaron, let's pick some games. Let's get into it. We'll see if we disagree as much as we did on the first topic here. Through four weeks, though, against the spread, I'm 11-8. and eight. You are 6-13, and 13, Aaron. You picked up the pace better, a little though. bit I'm last there. week. Slowly but surely. Absolutely. All right, big game this weekend. Number four, Ohio State at number nine, Penn State. Ohio State's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Nick Bost is out. I don't think you're the biggest Trace McSorley fan based off of his play so far throughout 2018. And guess what? It's a whiteout in State College. What's going to happen?
1: That's a beautiful scene. When they white out that stadium for Penn State, I mean, there's intimidating places to play, and that that is up there as one of the most beautiful scenes when they went out that same. So that's really cool to see. Big game. Going to be a fun game to watch. But I, like you said, I like Trace McSurley. People were hyping him up to be the Heisman favorite for this year or maybe even the top five. I'm not enamored with his arm. I don't think he's a very good passer. I think he's a fun college quarterback. He's exciting. He he's He plays a lot of energy, a lot of excitement, but he's just not – He's not Dwayne Haskins. He's not the quarterback for Ohio State. Dwayne Haskins has been on a roll this entire season. We knew he would be plenty of talent on the Ohio State team. Honestly, it, st- it stinks missing Nick Bosa, not only a an incredible defensive player, a potential top 10 pick in the NFL draft next year, but a great leader on the defense as well. But still, I like Ohio State, plenty of talent all around. Um, I think it will be close because it's at – Penn State, but I just don't, I don't know if Penn State can stop Dwayne Haskins in that offense right now. I got, I got Ohio State, and I got them covering.
0: I would have to agree with you. You know, Nick Bosa is out, but this game comes down to two matchups for me. Trace McSorley against Dwayne Haskins, and I got a ride with Dwayne Haskins, a Heisman finalist through four weeks of the 2018 season. And then Urban Meyer versus James Franklin. Look, I'm not the biggest Urban Meyer fan. That's been well documented. But he is a very good football coach, and that's why he still has his job. Situationally, He excels, and in big games on the road as well, he usually performs at a very high level. So I'll take Ohio State here. I'll lay the points as well. Ohio State wins this game on Saturday night. Another top 10 game, Aaron, number 7, Notre Dame hosts number 8, Stanford. Notre Dame, a home favorite. Five and a half point favorite, and on our digital show, Campus Lore Live, Aaron, I botched this pretty bad. I was stating how Stanford was going to win because the game was in Stanford, and I will look forward to how they edit that. It will come out tomorrow, oh, but you and I, okay. you and I, dig into it, and we're talking about you know Stanford. I don't know if Ian Book can play in a hostile environment. X Y Z. All right, this game is in South Bend, and my question to you is: Can Ian Book handle a big time rivalry game in just his second start?
1: He can handle it better than Wimbush. I mean, we we, we saw it last year with Wimbush. We saw it beginning of this season. Just the inaccuracy, not being able to throw the football, really making that offense one-dimensional. Notre Dame got better last week with Ian Book. I mean, they're a completely multiple offense now. Their ability to throw the ball, and obviously they've always been able to run the football as well. But I like Stanford. I think Stanford right now, after that big win versus Oregon, they're feeling high. They're They're juiced. They're excited. And they're ready to prove why they are the best team in the Pac-12 right now. I mean, obviously, Washington, ever since they lost to Auburn, they have not looked great offensively. I think Stanford's got their mojo back on the offense, running the football with Bryce Love. Uh, and then your boy, your new favorite quarterback, K.J. Costello, yes. is playing really well right now, um, getting more opportunities to throw the football down the field. So I like Stanford in this game. I think they're a pretty good football team, very disciplined. And and Ian Book is going to have to demonstrate against a better defense, why he should be the Notre Dame Dame quarterback going forward.
0: Yeah, I love Stanford getting points here. Bryce Love, a top running back in the nation. K.J. Costello, the comeback win just a week ago at Oregon. He knows how to win football games and how to close out football games. And again, my favorite word, he's very good situationally. He was throwing the football towards the sidelines. Guys were getting out of bounds to set up that field goal that pushed the game. In to overtime. A question that I have for you, and this can be a rhetorical question, Aaron. We saw it just a week ago, but can Stanford have a letdown game here? They had to travel to Oregon last week, big primetime game. Now they're back on the road going to Notre Dame. They are an underdog. Is there any way that they could kind of have that letdown game that teams usually have?
1: I don't think so. I think they are a very disciplined team. Uh, they are a very smart football team. Yes. And I think they're going to be fine. I think David Shaw will have them ready to go. Like I said, I think the excitement in that program right now after that big win on the road versus Oregon is going to have them uh, extremely focused and determined. And I like him. And like I said, David Shaw is a heck of a football coach. He's been in this situation before, he knows how to make sure a team is well prepared both physically and mentally, to travel on the road against another big opponent Notre Dame.
0: Yeah, you and I work too much together because you took the words right out of my mouth. David Shaw, a fantastic head coach, a disciplinarian, a smart football team in Stanford. They know how to handle situations like that. I think they're more prepared than Notre Dame will be, even if it is on the road. Give me the points, Aaron. I like Stanford just like you do, plus the five and a half. Let's go to the SEC. Tennessee. Coming to Georgia. Yes, this game is 3.30 p.m. SEC on CBS. Aaron, Georgia is a 31.5-point favorite. I have never seen a line like this between two programs that have been so relatively close over the past few years. Tennessee, of course, is coming off that awful showing against Florida. Six turnovers, looked horrible, and your boy Jeremy Pruitt returning to Athens. Give me the points. That's all I gotta <laughs> oh, say. Oh, you right want now. Tennessee.
1: No, no, no. Not oh, you're laying points. the points. Give me play the points. Oh, That's all I gotta say. Let's wow. move on now. I'm kidding. Wow. Lay the 31 and a half. Did you see Tennessee last week? I mean, they just they didn't look disciplined. They didn't look physical. I mean, it was an ugly performance at home versus Florida. I mean, the big thing was yes, Florida Florida and Tennessee are rebuilding. But, hey, we're right there with Florida at least. No, no, sorry you're not. I mean, Florida is way ahead of you. Georgia is miles ahead of you. Uh, It's at Georgia. And then the biggest thing, too, is, is, you know, Georgia beat Missouri last week by 14. You would have thought Georgia lost by 14 reading all the media clips from Kirby and that team this week. They're going to be more focused, more determined, better disciplined football team. And we already know they're a better football team already. They should win this game. They should win it handling. I look for Georgia to dominate.
0: Okay. I like it. I like how strongly you stated that. Lay the 31 and a half. Aaron says that Georgia is going to smoke Tennessee this weekend between the hedges. Here's my thought process, though. Tennessee cannot play any worse than they did just seven days prior. I'll take the 31.5 here, Aaron. 31.5 points is a ton of points. I don't care who you're talking about, and we've mentioned it. You think Tennessee
1: can score on Georgia? Well,
0: I don't know about that, but here's my question to you. Kirby Smart and Jeremy Pruitt, yes, they go way back. If Jeremy Pruitt is the type of recruiter that people say he is, I would – Definitely expect Kirby Smart to try to run up the points as much as he can and squash any chance of Tennessee being able to go on the recruiting trail and say, "Hey, we hung with Georgia, we're close." But I don't know. The dogs are dealing with a lot of injuries here. I think they might call the dogs off—no pun intended—in the second half. Remain healthy. They have Vanderbilt. Yeah, but that's LSU, why you recruit. A that's why you recruit. That's
1: why you recruit five-star kids. You have plenty of talent behind them. And those guys have been chomping at the bit to get in there and play. So I'm not I'm not worried about it. Like I said, I think the biggest thing – if Georgia would have dominated Missouri last week and yes. been feeling like, hey, we're in midseason form, we can pump the brakes a little bit if we get up on Tennessee. I think Kirby is looking at this Georgia football team saying there's a lot to continue to work on.
0: Yes. We,
1: we have not proven that we are a dominant football team for four quarters. And that's why I think it's going to be full steam ahead this game. Because he wants to see, can this team be as good as the team last year? It takes a really good win and a really good four quarters of football, something they haven't put together just completely just yet. So look for them to do that this week versus Tennessee.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Tennessee, absolutely no chance that Pruitt gets his landmark victory as the Volunteers' head coach in Athens this weekend. Um, But they're terrible, And, and George is very good. So. You know what? Just give me the points. I'll take the 31 and a half points. Georgia will win by 31. I'll get beat by the hook. A game I think that you're really interested in, Aaron. Florida heading to Starkville, Mississippi. Mississippi State is number 23 ranked team in the nation, and they are a seven and a half point favorite. Dan Mullen returns to Stark Vegas. Question for you. Will he be cheered or booed when introduced as Florida's head coach?
1: I really hope cheered. You Obviously, you're going to have those – Uh, stupid, sorry to say stupid fans out there who want to boo and just be disrespectful. But look what he did to that program. You can't tell me Mississippi state wouldn't, would not have the talent they have right now without him. I mean, he built that program over the past nine years to where they are today. I mean, they were at points, the number one team in the country. They were winning a lot of games in the sec. You have to appreciate what he did for your program. I think 90, 7% 7% of the fans are smart enough to realize that this guy made our program 10 times better. He created incredible culture um, and he just took a better job. He took a job that Florida's sexier than yeah. Mississippi state. It's just, it's what it is. So I hope they're happy for him. But like I said, there's definitely going to be booze, but I tell you what, that place is going to be loud. Those bells are going to be ringing. I'll probably be hearing those bells all the way at my <laughs> game in Connecticut. Because those fans understand, listen, they had a huge loss last week versus Kentucky. They're back home. They need this win. And I like Mississippi State's defense. I like Florida, but still Felipe Franks has been way too uh, up and down for me this season. I think he's going to struggle with the Bells, with this defensive line, this entire defense. Uh, And I actually like Mississippi State. I think this could be a low-scoring game, though. I don't don't think Mississippi State is going to be able to – move the ball. I think Grantham is going to have a great game plan to stop Nick Fitzgerald um, and really put him in a bind as a quarterback. So what is it? Seven and a half points. And I'm going to take, I'm going to take Florida.
0: All right. So you like the points. I, I think you quarter may not win, but you take the points. Yes. So you will win yes. with the spread. All right, let's wrap this thing up. One more game, Aaron, quick thoughts. South Carolina heading to Kentucky, newly top 25 minted Kentucky Wildcats coming in at number 17. Kentucky's a favorite, minus one and a half. This is essentially the battle for the second spot in the SEC East, Aaron. I think South Carolina is going to make it a point to not let Benny Snell beat them. They're going to stack the box and put this game into Terry Wilson's hands. And I don't think Terry Wilson has the chops to bring a victory against a pretty decent South Carolina team. And on the flip side, I'm not quite sure if Bob Shoup. And that Kentucky defense has what it takes to stop Jake Bentley, Debo Samuel, Enrico Dowdle. I'll take South Carolina here, Aaron, because I think Kentucky is gonna have that letdown game we talked about a little bit earlier.
1: Listen, Kentucky is being South Carolina for four straight seasons. I'm gonna make it five.
0: Wow. This weekend,
1: I like Kentucky. I think they're focused. I think they're they have everything you want in a football team in the SEC. They play great defense. And they run the ball extremely effective. Now, running back, but with their quarterback, Terry Wilson, who's very dynamic. I like the way he throws it. He's a playmaker. He's exciting. Going back to that Florida game, I mean, he made some throws that I was shaking my head, like, don't do it, don't do it. Okay, touchdown, boy. He's. I like him. I like him a lot. If he can take care of the football at home, I think Kentucky, like I said, they have the defense. They have the running game with Benny Snell. Uh, I'll take Kentucky in this one.
0: All right. There it is. That's our week five picks. It's going to be a great weekend of college football as always. Aaron is heading up to Connecticut. Catch him on CBS Sports Network this weekend. Anything on the way out my man
1: should be another fun weekend. Like I said, my biggest game to watch is that Kentucky South Carolina
0: game the the
1: battle for the number two spot in the SEC East. I think it's going to be uh, I think
0: it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. All right, my closing thoughts are this. Kelly Bryant, you're a great guy and a great quarterback. All right, again, I'm not assassinating your character, but come on, man. You can't leave after week four. And I'll support you with wherever you go. So, hat tip to you, my man, Aaron. Thanks for a great show. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Punt and Pass. He's at Aaron Murray 11. I am at Drew Butler 13. And we will talk to you on Monday morning. See you.